Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, we dive into the NBA playoffs and the ever-inspiring Invictus Games. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Marley Silva and as always, I am joined by, I'm assuming, um, quite chocolate-filled co-hosts after this Easter long weekend that's just passed, Keely Silva and Georgia Moore. Girls, how are we? Um, not that chocolate filled. I'm not big on chocolate. I literally had half a medium sized bunny and then I was over it. Oh, okay. I've been picking at the it's the little solid Cadbury mm. eggs that are yeah. my weakness. I've been eating Undefeated. them all. Yeah, yeah. They're so good. No, I just um was more focused on alcohol probably than chocolate. Yeah, classic. Big Sunday night. Two public holidays, we love that. It was actually Friday was such a good Friday. I have to give a shout out to the Howard Matt Sharks boys because they won their quarterfinal, semi um final. I don't know what the t- correct term is, but they have their semi final this weekend. Amazing. So yeah, that was probably the heart of my weekend to be honest. Amazing. What about you, G Moore? Uh yeah. Great weekend. Uh, love a long weekend. It was good because I could do half wholesome and half not so wholesome as we've been discussing. <laughs> but it was good. I went to my um, second live sporting event in London. I went to watch Cambridge play someone else in <laughs> local footy on Saturday. It was good fun. Just as good as local footy in Australia, really. <laughs> is, is there any? Sunshine. It was great. Time. Lots of yelling. Abuse. Lots yelling. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any major difference you notice with the English crowds in comparison to ours? Do you know what? I don't know how much rugby union you two girls have been to, but for anyone who attended much like schoolboys or even um, uni, rugby union, when we arrived, I looked around and I was like, I may as well be in Brisbane. The uh-huh. rugby union crowds are exactly the same. Pretty <laughs> boys. Yeah. Beers everywhere. Yeah. It was good fun. R.M. Williams. I did not win, so it wasn't ideal. But other than that, great day out. I was going to say, I've been to a few local yes, other union, districts we go to. union matches and like – it's fun, like they, yeah, the it's very distinct crowd, very different isn't it? crowd to rugby league. Distinct, very distinct. It's Parfavess, college shirts, and Aaron Williams. It's not the vibe, yeah. is it? Yeah, that's it's not it. It is, <laughs> which is you know each um, to their own. It was very warm though. We're having some cracking weather over here, so not too many Parfavess getting around, but loads of bun downs and Ralph Lauren getting, <laughs> getting around. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, how's your week, Marley? Marley, how's your week? Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, mine was good. Speaking of cracking weather, Georgia Moore, Melbourne turned it on over the weekend when we were down there for a bit of a 24-hour tour. It was hot. Like, it was warm into the night. I couldn't believe it. We all know that Melbourne can be four seasons in one day, but it was just a very lovely Day We had a, quite a bit of fun down there shopping, um, watching football, and I told G Moore via a video that Keely sent her from Amy Park that it felt like an absolute crime <laughs> to be at a Storm game without her. Like, it genuinely made me feel uneasy. Yeah, it was weird. I was it like, was this is so, so weird. weird. Like, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Yes. Like, it just was so I weird. I was like, what? Um, <laughs> what? what? What, what are we doing? What are we doing? We but kept in very close comms throughout the game, This though. is true. Correct. Yeah. We, were, um, we were on the comms. It was great. But, yeah, it, yeah, it was a very game. good game. I otherwise did not have a big weekend. Um, I was hoping to be a lot more hungover and 
disgusting um, than what I got. I don't know if that's a thing you hope for. Oh, I did. Because I, I, yesterday I was in a world of hurt. Yeah, but you've been fun. having big weekends a lot. I've had to work most weekends for the last yeah, two right. months. And I've not had – I've been craving my big night for a long time. So maybe – It'll happen this weekend because we have Anzac Day. Oof, um, but I don't want to big... put it out there and put too much pressure on it because I've been let down by myself. And it never happens. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, otherwise, wheat good, chocolate good. Yes. And also bad because it's just there's so much in my fridge and I can't stop eating it. No, yeah. that's good. Anyway, into our first segment. <laughs> feedback feels with Kiehl's. Thank you for joining me uh, for feedback. I got... um. A fun one and then an even more fun one. Jump in if you've got some, you two. I actually forgot to bring this up last week. So apologies to this boy. He's a dear friend of mine and a boy that I played Indigenous All-Stars with. His name is Jamin Bob. He is from Rocky, Rockhampton up north. He sent me this um, video of him giving me verbal feedback uh, and he was explaining that um, he needed the world to know that if you play super coach, there's two players that you need to have that have really big points and consistent super Sorry, coach did points. We, did we speak about super coach previously? Or is it just that's something he wanted you to bring up on the podcast? Just something he wanted okay, to bring up on enough, the podcast. Fair enough, fair enough. And basically he said, you're an idiot if you don't have Nico Hines or Ryan Pappenhausen in your super coach because every week they bring on lots and lots of points. Amazing. I know. And I was like, oh. We were speaking about Supercoach the Put other day. Put him at the end we of your bed and wake up to yourself. yourself. Literally. We were speaking about it with your some of your friends at the pub the other day and it's just, it feels very, I don't know, there's too much pressure. in. I don't think I would enjoy that game. It stresses me out a lot. Because I would just, I would want to just have my friends on the field. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just wouldn't pick, you know what I mean? I wouldn't pick the people that are going to win me things. Like Brayden, our cousin, yeah. is out for four weeks at the moment. Very sad. He's got a hammy injury. But I would keep him in my team because I feel like I couldn't betray my cousin. Yeah, you don't want to sack him. Exactly. Right? I could yeah. do that yeah, to I, him. I would be exactly the same. Uh, and also I'm just like, I'm just too biased. Absolutely. Yes. Acknowledge same. That That's myself. why my I tipping sucks. And be like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It'll just be the whole Melbourne Storm side. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wait, actually, and you'd probably do and very a, well. And a few former players. Yes. <laughs> like people who have moved on. Yeah. Second bit of feedback is going to be a chat. I guess for feedback feels with Kiehl's, this is a first. Yeah. She's really turning it into a full segment. <laughs> it's actually, it's, it. it's like we spoke about the other week. It's a show within a show. It's very Shakespearean to do that, can I say, Kiehl's? It is a first. Thanks for mentioning that. His name is Tom Perrin. Uh, I'll just give you a bit of context. Tom uh, is the trainer for the Howard Matt Sharks boys. So I get to see him four or five times a week. He's a dear friend of mine. He um, does demolition. And Why is that funny? Because I, it's just funny. Um, and Mainly Friday to Sunday. Yep. And, yeah, big party animal. He is the guy that we mentioned last week and the week before who has come up with these levels of drunkenness. We've, we've, we've pumped it up. We have. Don't put the pressure on no, you. No, no, I'm just saying I've been waiting for this. I want the people. Yeah, no, the pressure's on. Yeah, to, to feel. <laughs> it's definitely pressure. The, That's fun. The laughs that I had in hearing this, Tom. So, I mean, before we get you to get into it, what inspired you to come up with these stages of, of drunkenness? Well, I won't go as far as Keely. I'm definitely not a party animal, but have seen numerous states of drunkenness. In my life, 
seen Keely. and also been in. Oh uh, yeah, but Keely has one after her. We'll get to that. But <laughs> Keely's a routine operator in one of the levels. But yeah, it's a good laugh. Everyone, everyone gets drunk one way or the other, and. There's always different levels. Yeah. Amazing. And, I mean, we'll also say to the people, you know, this is harking back to the origin of Chicks and Balls where we used to do a lot of talking about either being hungover while recording or the big nights that, we, that we've had together that we, you know, we think is at the soul of Chicks and Balls. So yeah. we also, I guess, are adopting this scale with our, our judgment. And now once Tom shares this with us, we'll, when we talk about our how our weeks were and whatever, especially because I feel like it's Keely who's bringing most of the big night chat <laughs> at the moment, she'll be able to tell us where on the scale that she sat and, and we'll la- all understand. Last weekend when I spoke about that I got really drunk, Tom can tell us what I was that yes. weekend. That's in Manly, Tom, by the way. So without a f- further ado, Tom... <laughs> Run us through the stages of drunkenness. All right. We've got level one, and it's probably the most boringest level, sober. <laughs> you're the designated driver. You're in the corner just head bopping away to your favourite song or you're talking in the backyard or in the beer garden just being boring as hell. <laughs> Don't want to be that unless you're the designated driver. Shout out to them. <laughs> we got number two. Number two, cloudy. So you've got a few dance moves when you're in cloudy. You've got the heel and toe tap. You're vibing the music. Maybe shoulders are rolling. You're going, mm, maybe I'm liking this. But it's also a very, very dangerous stage. Mm, interesting. It's where you figure it out. You go, have I been lying to myself all week and I'm just going to get drunk or I'm going to stick to my word, I'm going to wake up, watch the sunrise the next morning and go home. You know? A lot of people get stuck here. You're going to lay in bed. Enjoy your night, or you're going to see the sunrise, you're going to be drunk as hell, and your eyes will be rolling back of your head. <laughs> Number three, tipsy. First shot of the night happens here. I feel like I like this tipsy. level. Oh, yeah, you know what? Some people can hold this level for a while. Yeah, okay. I'm not one of them. Keely's definitely not one of them. <laughs> this stage is about a good five to six minutes for Keely, and she's moved on. <laughs> You know, <laughs> anyway, continue. You have a wet pussy shot. Yeah. You have oh, a yeah. wet pussy shot to start off. Yeah. You're messaging your girlfriend or boyfriend, whichever way you go. <laughs> Tell them you have an average night. It's quiet. I'm going to be home soon. But really, you've knocked back three, four, five drinks, and you're trying to build the courage to tell them I'm not coming home. <laughs> right? Yeah. You'll get you'll get on the D floor every now and then, but you'll try and pretend it's a laugh. You'll bust out your best dance move, but when everyone gets into it, you brush it and laugh and walk back into the corner. Number four, just traditional drunkness, just getting drunk. My personal favourite, it's where you want to stay your whole night. You can hold it until the early hours or you can go home and wake up the next morning and you're hardly hungover. Ah, We'll dance like your MJ, like your Michael Jackson. Stunning. No judgment in the world because everyone knows you're drunk. Yeah. All right? You'll sing and laugh, but you always need a top up. You can't just stop drinking. <laughs> 40 minutes to an hour every drink okay. to keep drunkness. Right? <laughs> maintain. This level I of need drunkness. to learn this, I think. Number f- yeah. Maintain is a key to being drunk. Okay. <laughs> Number five. Most disgusting stage off the all. 
It's called the master of love. <laughs> you think you can set everyone up with everyone and anyone. You're the second coming of Cupid. 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 You'll stop drinking because you're too busy chewing people's ears off. Your words are slurred. You'll pull out a year six choreographed dance move <laughs> with a bell in the background. You'll give relationship advice, even though you've been single for five years. <laughs> and as you say, all these boys break my heart. Oh, God. At the end of every conversation, it will be, I effing love you guys. You're my sister. You're my brother. <laughs> and you just doze off. And you doze off out of the conversation. I think that's a no- number I sit in that space, definitely. Oh, God, Marley. Number six. It's called the shutdown, a.k.a. the Keely. <laughs> nine out of ten, nine out of ten nights end at this stage. Most people don't get to stage seven. Stage six is shutdown. You're sleepy. You're sitting down. You've overstayed your welcome. Your eyes are, your head's bobbling. Your eyes are rolling in the back of your head. Drank way too quickly and way too much. You need to go about 45 minutes ago. Friends should tap you on the shoulder and get out. You've had enough. This was only me last week. You get dragged to the dance floor to try and boogie your way out of this shutdown stage. It doesn't happen. But we get to watch a limp person dance around the dance floor. A limp person. Trip over themselves, (laughs) spilling drinks. It's fantastic. We'll bring energy for about three minutes in three-minute spurts. So they'll find something, sit back down, shut down. Amazing. All right. Yeah. There'll be a one friend, always that one friend, in the corner going, "Fucking hell!" I said we should have should have went home earlier. You said you weren't going to get drunk tonight. Then they can just piss off. <laughs> and at the end of the night, we'll sit at Macca's, eat twenty nuggets, eyes closed the whole time, telling <laughs> you how good they are. <laughs> Stage number seven. This is elite. Rare few get into this category. Okay. It's rugby league drunk. <laughs> get in rugby league drunk. <laughs> not many people get to this stage, might, might I add, and you do not want to. <laughs> if you do, stand clear. It's downhill. The first sign, if someone's getting to rugby league drunk, is they rock up and they start sculling their drink straight away. <laughs> if they're sculling... They're lost. They're a lost cause. Tequila, red wine, bourbon and Coke oh. are the drinks of choice. You can't just drink vodka the whole night and get to rugby league drunk. <laughs> All right? Bourbon and Coke, a.k.a. the black rats. That's what they're called. It's giving me head noise. We'll get aggressive. Tequila, <laughs> you've nearly got here once or twice. <laughs> she definitely has. You just we'll, haven't been You haven't seen all. the aggressiveness. <laughs> she gets... You get aggressive, blackout, you'll get arrested, <laughs> potentially assault, assault charge coming, <laughs> ban from your favourite venue for the rest of your life. Oh, my God. And you will lose about three three friends in the process. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And that are the seven levels wow. of brokenness. Wow. I think we need that on a plaque or like on something <laughs> where you can put a magnet where, where you're planning of going. Before you go on a night out? Well, generally before we go out, I'm like, what am, where am where I at tonight? Yeah. 
And um, Tom will usually before say. Before and after, where you're predicting you're going to get to and then where you actually <laughs> <Yeah>. get to. <laughs> oh, let's all do that this weekend. Well, Tom, that is some some real insight. I think that scale is going to be something that most of our listeners will, will take on board. I love that sort of measurement. Maybe then uh, like every Monday we can get people to sort of vote where they sat over the weekend. Yeah, that works. I'd really like See, that. See, I was at shut down two weeks ago, Manly, mm. for sure. I backed that. I'll cop it on the chin. On the weekend, I think I was just on the weekend drunk. Yeah, you were drunk. Yeah, even though I didn't see you that often, you were drunk. You were um, no, you weren't at shutdown. You were, I don't know what you were. Master in hell. In hell. I was in hell. No, how were you yesterday? Shout out to the the head noise. Shout out to the head noise. Very fragile. Yep. As I said, I just wanted to be spooned, but didn't get spooned. But that's all right. (laughs) We go again hump day tomorrow. We Don't move. Play, and that makes two more days to weekend. And it's another long weekend, so you get to rip in again? You know. Uh, I've got mature over the weekend and over the week. I will not be participating in long weekend antics currently. However. Currently, ask me on Thursday. <laughs> However. You Friday will be going out around. Friday night. No. Yes. The visor. The visor. No. no. No, 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 no. You're going out Friday night. That's another story for another day. Well. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for your time. I, I thoroughly enjoy that. Yes. As You're welcome anytime. Not a problem. Yeah, you got any any, any, any words of advice? Uh, if you want to get drunk, let me know. I'll be there. Um, <laughs> any I'll, life advice or I'll just drunk advice? Uh, life advice. Stay away from Keely <laughs> and stay away from Norvies. <laughs> yes. Good <laughs> advice. That is No, we love Norvies. Now it's time for a segment we call Around the Grounds where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week. And first up, we foreshadowed this in last week's episode, but it is one of the greatest times of year. It's NBA playoffs time. Uh, The play-ins have taken place since we last spoke to you, I suppose. And from that, I can report that the Brooklyn Nets and Atlanta Seahawks, the New Orleans Pelicans, and the Minnesota Timberwolves have all progressed to the playoffs. So that's that on play-ins. But before we get into who's where, who we're all backing and so forth, we need to talk about the Lakers. Mm. So they came 11th in the West and were confirmed not even to make play-ins with still four games left to go in the season. It's the second time since LeBron joined that they've missed the playoffs, but also a rarity for the franchise. Kills, how did it make you feel? Oh, it's devastated. It sucks. I just like, we all love LeBron. He's the king, man. Um, and yeah, you're, I'm always up for a happy ending. I mean, I mean fairy- yeah. <laughs> sorry, no, cut that out. I meant to say fairy tale ending. <laughs> Always up for no, a fairy that's, tale. That's the title. I'm always up for a happy oh, ending. Far out. Head noise. Second day hangover. Anyways, sorry. I'm always up for a fairy tale ending. And after watching LeBron live and watching the Lakers, I was so on the Lakers bandwagon. I was on that train and I was going with it. Yeah. Um, disappointing, and I'm sure he would be disappointed too. But we move. We move forward, and um, I have other teams to back, so it's all right. We do move. So for anyone who is not across it, and the play-ins and playoffs can be quite hard to follow, but we're in round one at the moment. Some teams have played twice, some are only at once. Each game from here on out is best of seven, which 
I have thoughts about because I would love for more finals in Australian sports to be mm. a series. Yeah. Not best of seven. That's a bit excessive. But best of three, I could really get behind that. Best of five, Kiels is saying. Well, it depends what you're talking about. Like, imagine if Origin was five. But Origin works so well as a three. I know. I'm just saying. I was just trying to think of an example. But imagine if finals, like, top eight was best of three. I mean, I just think it's way too difficult through that many games. But It's a lot of rugby league. Or at least the grand final. If the grand final is best of three, that would be mad. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so in the Eastern Conference, uh, Heat finished up on top, Miami Heat. And joining them in the playoffs is the Celtics, the Bucks, 76ers, who, you know, as it turns out, ditching Ben Simmons has been good for them. <laughs> the Raptors, the Bulls, this is their first playoff since the 16-17 season. The Nets and Atlanta, as mentioned, have made it from the lands. In the Western Conference, the Suns finished on top with a record-breaking 64 wins to 18 wow, losses that's insane. in the season. The next, for context, the next best record was 56 wins, so nearly 10 less from... Memphis, who came second, the Warriors, we love, <laughs> Dallas Mavericks, the Jazz, the Nuggets, and again, Pelicans and Timberwolves. So the favourites going into this are the Suns, closely followed by the Bucks, which is a last year repeat, and the Nets, despite not even making it straight through to the playoffs, they had to make it through the play-ins, and they are ranking third favourite to take out the series, which is pretty huge. Wow. The Aussie, Aussies featuring are Patty and Ben. At the Nets, uh, Matisse from the 76ers. We you all know him. how much we love him. And Josh Green playing for the Dallas Mavericks, who I admittedly don't know too much about. But some good representation in there. Wow. Well, which I'm excited. we love. Yes. And are we allowed to count Kyrie Irving considering he was born here? Uh, I don't Do know. Do we want to count Kyrie Irving? I mean, the whole, yeah, there's been a lot of hectic stuff, I know, in the last 18 months with Kyrie Irving, but uh, the big headline I saw from the Nets games were that he was absolutely on fire for Oh, them. he was unbelievable. Yeah. It was some pretty phenomenal basketball. Uh, so predictions, thoughts, feelings, what do we want to see? Ethan winners, Western winners, who's ending up in the big dance? Well, I remember when we had this conversation this time last year and I, you know. You picked the Bucks. I picked the Bucks. So this f- this feels to be weighing on me. that I All the pressure's to, on your All shoulder. the pressure's on me um, to make this prediction <laughs> the oracle. again. <laughs> I think this is probably a sport where I am better suited at making these sorts of predictions because I don't have the emotional investment I do um, with many other sports. True. Mind you, my emotions are... Making me back one team. Yes, same. And it's got to be the Nets. Yeah, I said the same. Yeah. I just, I love that. I love that. how you're like, I'm not emotionally invested. However, however, however I am emotionally invested for Paddy Mills, 100%. Um, we love Paddy. So Patty. I will live and die by that. And I just think he's living his best life. His fits have just gone to a whole other level in New York. Like the New York weather's worked really well for his fits. His wife, Alyssa, who I love, she is also killing it with the outfits in a way that is truly blowing my mind. I'm obsessed with her Instagram um, and her and them. As as See, like these are the things that are important to me when it comes to basketball. So Nets have to win, please. Thanks. Do you know what would be fun is a Nets 76ers Eastern 76ers yeah. Eastern final. Yes. Unfortunately, it can't. It like the way the draw is. It can't be Nets Bucks. Like they, if they both get through this first round, they then have to play each other Ooh. in the semis. So that would have been the dream, but it's yeah. just not possible. 
I think in the East, I have to. I'd love to see the Nets do really well, but I have to back the Bucks in. Yeah, I just think they're too much momentum at the moment. And in the West, obviously the Warriors. I think the Suns are going to be very, very hard to beat. I think yeah. they're back for redemption after last season. Mm. All the footage following, like they just. I mean, their win record has says enough for them they are untouchable this season and all the footage of like the extra work they've been putting in like doing top-ups after games like crazy I just think Devin Booker is going to take them all the way but in saying that obviously I'm back into Warriors 100% I'd love to see Warriors Nets Western Grand Final that would be the dream that would be sick and then I think hopefully Warriors Bucks but I mean probably Nets Bucks yeah repeat Suns, not Nets. This whole I knew time. what you were Suns, saying. I definitely knew what you were saying. Yeah, you, I, you were with me. I got it. I've got, yeah, East Nets, West Suns, final Nets. Nice. It's a fairy tale ending yeah. Se- for a second time. Would be pretty unbelievable if they made it all the way from the plains to take the top. Yeah. Hey. Would be sick. Not unheard of. No. Could happen. No. Not un- unbelievable in a good way. Yes. 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 Never say Very never. Very exciting, though. I actually, um, Confession, I've had um, some bets on Have you? Yeah, the NBA Getting since the, the start punt. of the season. Really? So I'm just I'm not going to jinx it. I'm just going to sit on it and just wait and see if I win. Okay. Yep. What are you shouting us? And I also here? think Devin Booker will just win MVP, no questions asked. Do you think he's benefited? If the Suns make it through. Because um, did you see the footage of Kendall talking about how she watches him in every game? Yes. Every game she's got it set up at yes. dinner. What a Amazing. queen. I mean, mm-hmm. And how all her friends are like, they know she'll have the basketball on on her phone no matter what. Love it. We love we love a sportive girlfriend. We do. We do. And we love a pop culture sport crossover. Moment. Yes. These guys know there's nothing <laughs> yes. better than Kardashians than sports. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the dream, really. I would love if Devin made an appearance in the new gym season, but I just don't think it's going to happen. But it would be mad. It would be very cool. Be all my dreams come true. And the next story that we wanted to talk about is a very special event that kicked off this week. It is, of course, the Invictus Games. If you aren't sure, you know, what they're about or where they've come from, it's something that came about after His Royal Highness. Do you still call him that because he's abdicated his... No, he's not a His Royal Highness anymore. He's just Prince Harry, right? Nope. He's just... Yeah, Harry. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, is he just Harry? <laughs> he's just Harry. So, well, technically, yes, but he's just like his his birth title is, is Prince, Prince Harry. Harry but well, he's not uh, his royal highness anymore, unfortunately. This is this is true. Let me say, the Invictus Foundation's website has not been updated since that because it definitely still says his royal highness. Anyway, we all know who he is, Prince Harry. After witnessing an American competition called the Warrior Games back in 2013, he, as a veteran himself, saw firsthand how the power of sport can help physically, psychologically and socially with those who are suffering from injuries and illnesses. And that inspired him to launch the Invictus Games. So the word Invictus means unconquered. It embodies the fighting spirit of wounded, injured and sick service personnel and personifies what these tenacious men and women can achieve post-injury. This is a quote from their website. The games harness the power of sport to inspire recovery, support rehabilitation, and generate a wider understanding and respect for those who serve their country. So every athlete who competes in this is a returned serviceman or woman. 
from a whole um, bunch of different countries. And in 2022, it was meant to, these games were meant to be held in 2020, but of course, like everything else, COVID delayed that. And they are now kicking off in The Hague in the Netherlands. And it brings together over 500 competitors from 20 different nations to compete in a series of adaptive sports, including athletics, archery, cycling, indoor rowing, powerlifting, sitting volleyball, swimming, wheelchair, basketball, and wheelchair rugby. Have you girls seen any of the footage from this or remembered because in 2018 they were in Australia? They were. Yeah, yes. I no, think I remember. this is like one of the most perfect, like one of the best stories ever to epitomise like, people of power doing good things with said power. I've just loved watching this year in, year out. I think it like never fails to bring those really heartwarming good news stories to so feeds and to the news and I just think it's like unbelievable we have spoken a lot on here about how inspiring the Paralympics are and I think Invictus Games is really similar and it just adds an extra layer knowing that they're all servicemen and women so special I love yeah and I've actually pulled some stories from our Australian team members who are over there that I wanted to share with you guys like the second I see any of these stories on the news or read about them on social media they always make me tear up because yeah like you said gee our Paralympians are so inspiring for their resilience but you know, the way that these people have, you know, actually been out there um, serving their country and, and been in this really hectic trauma, um, it just adds a whole other layer to it. it. It's it's so amazing. It's like this guy, Steve James, he coming to these games really felt like he needed to win. He did that on day two of the Invictus Games after winning gold in the men's IF4 discus. So in 2000, Former Royal Australian Navy Maritime Welfare Officer Steve James was critically injured when he was boarding a vessel at sea, which left him with severe injuries to his spine. Um, and he's had to have 37 procedures on his spine oh since that. He's now 50 years old and he lives with chronic pain. So it's been a really tough journey to even get to The Hague, um, which his wife, Louise, has witnessed firsthand. In 18 months leading into the Games, the couple both lost their fathers and two of their beloved pets, <laughs> which were really like important to James's recovery and also just his mental health and so after James flew across the country from Western Australia where they lived to New South Wales for his father's funeral the two were then separated so him and his wife were separated for 10 weeks due to COVID oh my gosh and so his wife Louise has been quoted as saying I think the achievement for Steve to make it here in itself was massive which is you know like pretty phenomenal and she's also described the games as saying the camaraderie here is extraordinary there's so much empathy for everyone's condition, everyone's struggles and everyone's stories. And I think... How like, nice is that? Like that they can be together. Like it's such a nice concept. I just think that like we see this all the time in sport generally, but especially at the Olympics and at those world games, like that real camaraderie and you just look at it and you get the chills when they're all, you know, singing songs in villages and stuff. You just imagine that a game's like this yeah. with all these people who have the same shared experience of such traumatic times. Like you imagine that like vibe and yeah. that feeling of just how be so emotional. welcoming that would be. Yeah, for sure. And especially for people in these instances where it must be so hard to find other people you can relate with yeah. who have been through exactly the same thing. So I think that's what makes it so special. And I've just got one um, more story from our Aussie side, even though there's so many out there. I highly recommend people follow along with this because the world can be a pretty horrendous place, um, especially at the moment. And this is the stuff that makes you feel a lot better and also shows you that things do get better even when it is in, um, yeah, 
kind of in turmoil. So in a first for Team Australia, the former Australian Army parachute rigger Emma Murphitt won a gold in the women's IF4 shot put and said it was the icing on the cake after a tough few years. Two years ago, this is what she's quoted as saying, when we were first ready to go was when I was at my peak. So trying to get back to the level has been really tough with lockdowns. Then not too long ago, we had the floods in Queensland, which affected us as well. It's like far out. Like, like one thing after You know, another. it's so hectic. And when she was speaking on the impact that the Invictus Games have had on her life, she said, it's made me redefine happiness brought back sport in my life which I didn't think I'd be able to do it's also created friendships that I think will last a lifetime this is exactly what we were talking about such beautiful beautiful stuff were there any other parts that you guys had seen that had really stuck with you I have a part because I was watching some of the footage of the I literally like that was a loaded question for me to answer that myself (laughs) Um, I don't know if you guys saw in the opening ceremony there was like quite a big and, and very fair moment um, that they took to acknowledge the Ukrainian team. Um, so pretty phenomenal that there were Ukrainian yeah, wow. athletes that were able to come and be there and what a r- triggering time for them it must yeah. be as veterans um, who have been, you know, a, a lot of the yeah, time. a whole other level. Yeah, when wow. Affected in the line of service. When like, their current army is still like out there. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So, um, and I, Megan... Do you call her Meghan Markle? Because that that's not her name anymore, is it? That's what I call her still. Yeah, but we know who she is. Prince Harry's wife, Meghan. Yes. Um, which I also hate referring to her as like she's like her own person. Anyway, she actually in her opening speech spoke Ukrainian wow. to the Ukrainian team, which she'd obviously learn a few lines. And that was like just really special and I think nice for her to like take out the time and and, acknowledge them yeah and it was really just like a super emotional thing I think that's exactly why I previously mentioned it's a really great one to kind of look at at the moment um but yeah just wholesome and do you know the best place to watch the Invictus games I don't think it's being aired is it more just like a lot of places but there's the Australian defense um website is doing big blog posts every day okay. and covering every single um, – so there's little clips, like, of more interview stuff than actual, like, things being played out. But, um, yeah, definitely keep an eye on those websites and all over social media because there's so many different amazing athletes. Cool. Yeah, for sure. I think Prince Harry has also done such a phenomenal job. This is easily something that he could have just thrown a bunch of money at, slapped his title on and sort of left to unfold itself over all the years. But – it just seems like it's something he is so genuinely invested in and yeah. the authenticity that he and Megan have brought to these games over the past few years. Like, they're just always there. They're always on the ground. The athletes always speak so highly of how personable he is and how much effort he puts into being there and, like, meeting more and experiencing that. And I just think as an athlete in that position, that must mean so much and feel so good. For sure. I love Sport it. Sport really is the universal language. I love ah, it. We love it. Is. It is. You're the real MVP. Now it's time for a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we nominate someone or something that's done something so great. We believe they deserve our personal MVP title. Wow. I'm kicking it off. Do it. Because I think this brought us all a bit of joy. Australian surfer Tyler Wright, the legend herself, won her first ever Bells Beach in the WSL. So amazing. Such a beautiful moment. She's an absolute legend in and out of the water. She's back to form in a big way and killed it in a home 
Very exciting. Title, which we love to see. She, like, watch the video of her being carried up the beach and her voice, she's like full screaming like, yeah. And then when she's got the belt, like it's so hectic and I was just super stoked for her because I think that is massive MVP Do you behavior. think it's a, it's worthy of shouting out Mick Fanning just for beating number one? Yeah, that was pretty sick too. Yeah. We're talking about Bells. Mick Fanning wildcard beat World number one. Yes. In which one of was the crazy. Yeah. The video is really good too. Yeah. yeah. Just secondly. Like we just love seeing obviously Aussies, Aussies do well. <laughs> like in, the, in the home competition at Bells that now that Bells is back and like last year it was up in Newcastle, we happened to be there, but it was good that it was back there. It was clear that um, that community was so stoked and to have, you know, an Aussie winner up there was pretty much the icing on the cake. So good on you, Tyler. My MVP and I'm sure he'll be very thrilled to learn that he won MVP of the week. Personal friend, Harry motherfucking Styles. Um, <laughs> Personal friend. <laughs> Personal friend, yes, amazing. Um, I like to think so. If you haven't yet seen Coachella set, pause this right now. What are you doing? Go yes. and watch. And also, what are you doing? Yes, agreed. Like, I just could speak about this all day. The fit, the new two new songs that he debuted, and above all, Shania Twain. Oh. Like, I dropped dead. <laughs> and he has previously, I'm like, I'm not kidding, guys. I've been brought back to life since he said. Um, Fitting on Easter. previously covered You're Still the One with Casey Musgraves when she was opening for him on his last tour. And I thought that was, like, earth-shattering. When he actually did it with Shania and the way he spoke about her and how she, like, raised him singing in the car and he was like, she taught me how to sing and also that men are trash. Yes. Also, his intro to his new son, Boyfriends. He's like, to boyfriends everywhere, F you. I just, like, he can do no wrong, obviously. Everyone already knows. But go and watch his Coachella set. It's unbelievable. And I am so excited for week two. I am cannot wait to see who he brings out. Who do you reckon? Whispers that it could be T-Swizzle. But, oh. like, I would, again, drop dead. I would actually die if Taylor Swift comes out. I, I would, would actually die. die. I would die. I would die. <laughs> So who knows who it's going to be. Like, and when he took off his fur coat, I know. Oh, I'm done. I know. And the running down the stairs with the coat in like that, like that was very, oh. it was very Elton. Like it just felt, it was beautiful. It was everything. He is he going is, to go down in history as like, oh, like all he, time. But he gets compared all the time to like, your there's no way you can, and, you can't and, like, compare him. But, but he is of that, that kind of stature. I know, but he's still himself. And yeah, but it, it's just. We haven't had someone like this who's oh, so unique and so... just holding the space in such a big way, and I love him. And everyone loves him. Yeah. Like, everyone. And if you think this was unhinged me, the countdown is on until I actually see him over here. So oh, when do and you see I him? might have to take a week off. July 16. So how many days? July, you... June 16. Do you know how many days? That is, like, not that far. So soon. Oh, I could cry. What are you wearing? Do you know your outfit yet? I'm toying with a few different things. I have some pink jeans that I want to wear. I'm not really sure. It's going to be in Manchester. It's going to be a bit warmer at the time. Probably shop for a whole new outfit, to be perfectly honest. But I just, I like, I think you're shaking, thinking about it. You'll have to vlog it. I think. Yes. Can you actually, the pre, the during, the post? I'm sure the during will just be like, oh my God videos of you screaming <laughs> also the new album is coming out so soon mm. and it's just it's a lot for you <sighs> i'm not ready yeah it's, it's a, a lot. lot it is a lot Gills? 
My MVPs, we did hear from one earlier, Tom Perrin, <laughs> yeah. um, and it's got to be also Corey Willis, um, who's the, one of the assistant coaches for our um, Howard Matt Sharks team. We have a good group chat. We've got some good things going on. Um, after the boys won on Friday, Corey sent straight away a meme, a gif, I should say, from um, the GOAT Kobe Bryant where he says, the job's not done yet. So Corey said, every time oh. someone asks me how I feel, I just, this is how I feel. And it's Kobe like, the job's just not done. press conference. Yes, I don't think so. The job's not happy? done. He's like, why would it be happy? Yes. Oh, love it. Yes, literally. <laughs> um, love that you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, oh, yeah. Good team morale. Um, we also all got drunk enough that yesterday we had to have a group hug at training because we're all very fragile. They, they keep me going during the week. So big shout can out we, to them. Can we just emphasize the fact that Keely doesn't hug? So that's like... Oh, really yeah, it was not... Noisy. And they know I don't hug too, so it was really like a tap on the shoulder. Oh. So it wasn't that big. <laughs> Pat on the back. Yeah. We should have asked Tom about that because yeah. he always tries to stitch me up and ask to hold my hand. That's nice. It's no. not. That's a nice friend. I don't do. do that. It's lovely. And he just laughs at me. Anyway. Moving on. That's it. Now we come to a segment that... Is our final one of the show. It's, it's you know, it's the encore before the curtains close for a final time. Wow. That's and it, it's called wow. it's called your ones to watch, what you should be looking out for for the week ahead. The time between now when you're in your ears, where in your ears, to the next time we're in your ears, which will be in a week. If wow, you this is know, a different you, intro you, into this. <laughs> I'm just going to start with mine again because... I I've decided that. Sorry. <laughs> My one to watch is a lot of the, you know, we know it's Anzac Day this weekend and there's always a lot of really beautiful stuff around acknowledging our – we've been t- speaking about the Invictus Games, obviously, and talking about veterans more broadly. Um, I think that a lot of the uh, stuff around sport that falls on this weekend is really beautiful and you should keep an eye out for it because, I mean – we always go to our dawn service and the like, but it's just a nice way to, yeah, I feel like a lot of people have traditions on, on this day, on and around this day, so keep an eye out for that stuff. Georgia Moore. Um, my one to watch is actually two of them. The AFL have released or announced two different sort of documentary, one documentary, one series. In the past week or so, one called Unveiling an Icon, which actually premiered on the 13th this month, which was the anniversary of the iconic moment that Nikki Winmar mm. lifted his shirt and pointed to the skin yes. colour in the yeah. AFL. Amazing. You would, yep. You would uh, probably be familiar with the moment um, or the statue or any of the stories that have surrounded that over the past year. But the documentary is called Unveiling an Icon. It's available on AFL On Demand. And it interviews not only Nikki, but a bunch of other Indigenous athletes who have done big things for the sport, Adam Goods, of course, and a whole host of um, them who sort of sit down and talk about the moment, what that did for the game, and sort of how that has unfolded over the years. Very powerful stuff. And equally powerful, the second series is called Unfiltered, and it is with the AFLW women. Um, And it's basically... You'd be familiar with the style. They do it a lot in across all codes where the players sit down and the producers behind the camera ask them a question. Sometimes it's funny stuff, but this is all unscripted and really powerful questions that they ask the women, like what's your biggest fear, what motivates you, um, and it's just like quite 
phenomenal footage watching these women get so emotional and raw and really vulnerable with how they feel about getting to where they are and what they see for the game and all that sort of stuff. Also on AFL on and also really powerful stuff. They're my two one to watch. Great content coming out of the AFL at the moment. I've watched nice. some of those unfiltered ones and like I cry in all of them. Mm. <laughs> They're so amazing. You always cry. All yeah. them. It's the Darcy um, and it's sometimes like the simplest questions. Throw them. Yeah. Simplest questions and they just pause and then like, oh, it's just so great. You should go watch it. Love it. Will do. Kelly's all Ah, well, I'm going to be in this this kind of headspace for the next two weeks um, and I'll keep talking about them, but my one to watch are the Haramats boys playing the semi-final this Saturday. Can people watch on a live stream? It should be streamed on New South Wales Rugby League. Uh, they play at 10 a.m. at Jubilee. Rugby League. Um, at Jubilee on Saturday against the Roosters. Um, I'm very nervous as I was last week. However, I back the boys, so. You got up, this. Up. Fin, up. Fins up, fins arms up, 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 dubs up. Up, up. We, the boys in the black, white and blue. Ah, uh, yep. All the rest of it. Nervous. Amazing. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you are listening on Spotify, make sure you keep getting those five-star ratings up as someone messaged us about last week. Mm -hmm. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can do the same with the five stars wherever you're listening. Just hit that subscribe button. Make sure you're the first to hear these chats because otherwise you miss it out. All right, mate? Follow us on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod, on TikTok at Chicks and Balls Pod, and on Twitter at Chicks and Balls. No pod. And I guess other than that, I... We'll, we'll just um, we'll just chat to you next week, yeah. probably. Yeah, have a good week. Be More safe. Likely. Be, be safe. safe. Make be good decisions. Be good be to good your mother. Or be good at it. Yes. Bye. Quote, and um, get to a six. Yeah, get to a level six. Get rugby league. No, drunk. that's that's <laughs> shut down. Sorry. No, no. Five, five, level five. <laughs> get rugby league drunk. <laughs> <laughs>